This story was originally published in the October 1935 issue of Western Aces. Starting Life is an unsold submission written by pulp author Chandler Whipple. Popular writer Robert E. Howard offered to rework and improve the tale. Later published in book form and in other places as The Last Ride, Wild West Podcast produced the audio version of the original transcript as it was first published. This story is in the public domain. Chapter 8 Boot Hill Talk An outlaw came scrambling out of the tunnel with desperate haste, followed by another and another. One crouched, rifle in hand, glaring up at the wall, while the others tore away the smaller stones, and aided by those inside, rolled the boulder out of the entrance. Three men ran out of the tunnel and joined them. Their firing roused Buck Laramie. He blinked and glared, then oriented himself. He saw five riders sweeping towards the tunnel and six outlaws who had rushed out while he was unconscious, falling back into it for shelter, and he recognized the leader of the newcomers as Slim Jones, Joel Waters' foreman. The old man had not failed him. "'Take cover, you fools!' Laramie yelled wildly, unheard in the din. But the reckless punchers came straight on and ran into a blast of lead poured from the tunnel mouth into which the outlaws had disappeared. One of the waddies saved his life by a leap from the saddle as his horse fell with a bullet through its brain. And another man threw wide his arms and pitched on his head, dead before he hit the pebbles. Then only did Slim and his wild crew swerve their horses out of line and fall back to cover. Laramie remembered the slug that had felled him and turned to scan the canyon rim. He saw the man by the stunted tree then. The fellow was helping one of his companions up the same route he had taken, and evidently thought that his shot had settled Laramie, as he was making no effort at concealment. Laramie lifted his rifle and pulled the trigger, and the hammer fell with an empty click. He had no more rifle cartridges. Below him, the punchers were futilely firing at the tunnel entrance, and the outlaws within were wisely holding their fire until they could see something to shoot at. Laramie crawled along a few feet to put himself out of range of the rifleman on the rim, then shouted, Slim! Swing wide of that trail and come up here with your men. He was understood, for presently Slim and the three surviving punchers came crawling over the tangle of rocks, having necessarily abandoned their horses. About time you was getting here, grunted Laramie. Give me some 30-30s. A handful of cartridges were shoved into his eager fingers. We came as soon as we could, said Slim. Had to ride to the ranch to round up these snake hunters. Where's Waters? I left him in San Leon, cussing a blue streak because he couldn't get nobody to listen to him. Folks got no more sense than cattle. Just as easy to stampede, and as hard to get milling once they bust loose. What about Bob Anders? Doc said he was just creased. Was just fixing to go over there when me and Joel came into town, and he had to wait and dress Joel's leg. Hadn't come to himself last time the Doc was there. Laramie breathed a sigh of relief. At least Bob Anders was going to live even if he hadn't been able to name the man who shot him. Soon Judy would know the truth. Laramie snapped into action. Unless water sends us more men, we're licked. Tunnels cleared and men climb the cliff. You're shot. Jones pointed to Laramie's shirt shoulder, soaked with blood. Forget it, snapped Laramie. Well, give me that bandana. And while he nodded it into a crude bandage, he talked rapidly. Three of you hombres stay here and watch that tunnel. Don't let nobody out, you hear? Me and Slim are going to circle around and argue with the gents climbing the cliffs. Come on, Slim. It was rough climbing, 
A Laramie shoulder burned like fire, with a dull throbbing that told him the lead was pressing near a bone. But he set his teeth and crawled over the rough rocks, keeping out of sight of the men in the canyon below, until they had reached a point beyond his tiny fort on the rim, and that much closer to the stunted tree. They had kept below the crest and had not been sighted by the outlaws on the rim, who had been engrossed in knotting a second rope, brought up by the second man, to the end of the lariat tied to the tree. This had been dropped down the wall again, and now another outlaw was hanging to the rope and being drawn straight up the cliff like a water bucket by his two friends above. Slim and Laramie fired almost simultaneously. Slim's bullet burned the fingers of the man clinging to the lariat. He howled and let go the rope and fell 15 feet to the canyon floor. Laramie winged one of the men on the cliff, but it did not affect his speed as he raced after his companion in a flight for cover. Bullets whizzed up from the canyon as men below spotted Laramie and his companion. They ducked back, but relentlessly piled lead after the men fleeing along the rim of the cliff. These worthies made no attempt to make a stand. They knew the lone defender had received reinforcements and they were not stopping to learn in what force. Laramie and Slim caught fleeting glimpses of the fugitives as they headed out through the hills. Let him go, grunted Laramie. Be no more trouble from that quarter, and I bet them rannies won't try to climb that rope no more. Come on, I hear guns talking back at the tunnel. Laramie and his companion reached the punchers on the ledge in time to see three horsemen streaking it down the trail, with lead humming after them. Three more figures lay sprawled about the mouth of the tunnel. They busted out on horseback, grunted one of the men, kneeling and aiming after the fleeing men. Come so fast we couldn't stop them all. <laughs> his shot punctuated his remarks, and one of the fleeing horsemen swayed in the saddle. One of the others seemed to be wounded, but the three ducked into the trees and out of sight. Three more hit the trail, grunted Slim. Not them, predicted Laramie. They was bound to see us. No, they ain't but five of us. They won't go far. They'll be sneaking back to pot us in the back when their pards start busting out again. No racket in the tunnel now. They're laying low for a spell. Too damn risky now. They didn't have but six horses in the tunnel. They gotta catch more and bring them to the tunnel before they can make the rush. They'll wait till dark and then we can't stop them from getting their cayuses into the tunnel. We can't stop them from tearing out the end, neither, unless we got more men. Slim, climb back on the rim and lay down behind them rocks I stacked up. Watch that rope so nobody climbs it. We gotta cut that as soon as it gets dark. And don't let no horses be brought into the tunnel if you can help it. Slim crawled away and a few moments later his rifle began banging and he yelled wrathfully. They're already at it. Listen, ejaculated Laramie suddenly. Down the trail, out of sight among the trees, sounded a thundering of hoofs, yells, and shots. The shots ceased. Then, after a pause, the hoofs swept on, and a crowd of men burst into view. Yippee! yooped one of the punchers, bounding into the air and swinging his hat. Reinforcements, by golly! It's a regular army! Looks like all San Leon was there, bellowed another. Hey, boys! Don't get in line with that tunnel mouth. Spread out along the trail. Who's them three fellers they got tied to their saddles? The three snakes that broke loose from the tunnel, yelped the third cowboy. They scooped them in as they come. Looks like everybody's there. There's Charlie Ross and Jim Watkins, the mayor, and Lon Evans, Mort Raleigh's bartender. Reckon he didn't know his boss was a crook. 
And by golly, look who's leading them. Bob Anders, ejaculated Laramie, staring at the pale-faced but erect figure who with bandaged head rode ahead of the thirty or forty men who came clattering up the trail and swung wide through the brush to avoid the grim tunnel mouth. Anders saw him and waved his hand, and a deep yell of approbation rose from the men behind the sheriff. Laramie sighed deeply. A few hours ago, these same men wanted to hang him. Rifles were spitting from the tunnel, and the riders swung from their horses and began to take up positions on each side of the trail, as Anders took in the situation at a glance and snapped his orders. Rifles began to speak in answer to the shots of the outlaws. Laramie came clamoring down the cliff to grasp Anders' outstretched hand. I came to just about the time you hit town today, Laramie, he said. Was just telling Judy it couldn't have been you that shot me when all that hell busted loose, and Judy run to help you out if she could. Time I could get my clothes on and out argue the doctor and get on the streets, you was gone with these addleheads chasing you. We had to wait till they gave up the chase and come back. Then me and Judy and Joel Waters lit into them. Time we got through talking, they was plumb whooped down and aching to take a hand in your game. I owe you all a lot, especially your sister. Where's Raleigh? Laramie asked. We thought he was with us when we let out after you, the sheriff answered. But when we started back, we missed him. Look out, yelled Slim on the rim above them, pumping lead frantically. They're rushing for the tunnel on horses. Blame it, why ain't somebody up there with me? I can't stop them all. Evidently, the gang inside the canyon had been whipped to desperation by the arrival of the reinforcements, for they came thundering through the tunnel, laying down a barrage of lead as they came. It was sheer madness. They ran full into a blast of lead that piled screaming horses and writhing men in a red shambles. The survivors staggered back into the tunnel. Struck by a sudden thought, Laramie groped among the bushes and hauled out the guard, Braxton, still bound and gagged. The fellow was conscious and glared balefully at his captor. Laramie tore the gag off and demanded, Where's Harrison and Raleigh? Raleigh rode for San Leon after you got away from us this morning, growled Braxton sullenly. Harrison's gone. Got scared and pulled out. I don't know where he went. You're lying, accused Laramie. What'd you ask me for if you know so much, sneered Braxton and lapsed into stubborn, hill-country silence, which Laramie knew nothing would break, so long as the man chose to hold his tongue. "'You mean Harrison's in on this, Buck?' the sheriff exclaimed. "'Joel told me about Raleigh.' "'In on it?' Laramie laughed grimly. "'Harrison is the kingpin, and Raleigh is his chief sidewander. "'I ain't seen neither Harrison nor Raleigh since I got here. "'Be just like them rats to double-cross their own men "'and run off with the loot they've already got.' But we still got this nest to clean out, and here's my idea. Them that's still alive in the canyon are denned up in or near the tunnel. Nobody's nigh the cabin. If four or five of us can hole up in there, we'll have them from both sides. We'll tie some lariats together, and some of us will go down the walls and get in the cabin. We'll scatter men along the rim to see none of them climb out, and we'll leave plenty of men here to hold the tunnel if they try that again, which they will, as soon as it begins to get dark, if we don't scuttle them first. You ought to been a general, cowboy. Me and Slim and a couple of my Bar X boys will go for the cabin. You better stay here. Your shoulder ain't fit for tightrope work and such. She's my hand, growled Laramie. I started dealing her, and I aimed to set in till the last pot's raked in. You're the dealer, acquiesced Anders. Let's go. Ten minutes later found the party of five clustered on the canyon rim. The sun had not yet set beyond the peaks, but the canyon below was in shadow. 
The spot Laramie had chosen for descent was some distance beyond the stunted tree. The rim there was higher, the wall even more precipitous. It had the advantage, however, of an outjut of rock that would partially serve to mask the descent of a man on a lariat from the view of the men lurking about the head of the canyon. If anyone saw the descent of the five invaders, there was no sign to show they had been discovered. Man after man, they slid down the dangling rope and crouched at the foot, Winchester's ready. Laramie came last, clinging with one hand and gritting his teeth against the pain of his wounded shoulder, then began the advance on the cabin. The slow, torturous crawl across the canyon floor seemed endless. Laramie counted the seconds, fearful that they would be seen, fearful that night would shut down before they were forted. The western rim of the canyon seemed crested with golden fire, contrasting with the blue shadows floating beneath it. He sighed gustily as they reached their goal, with still enough light for their purpose. The cabin doors were shut, the windows closely shuttered. Let's go. Anders had one hand on the door, drawn Colt in the other. Wait, grunted Laramie. I stuck my head into a loop here once already today. You all stay here while I take a pass here around to the back and look things over from that side. Don't go in till you hear me holler. Then Laramie was sneaking around the cabin Indian fashion, gun in hand. He was little more than half the distance to the back when he was paralyzed to hear a voice from inside the cabin call out, All clear! Before he could move or shout a warning, he heard Anders answer, Coming, Buck! Then the front door slammed, and there was a sound of a sliding bolt, a yell of dismay from the Bar X men. With sick fury, Laramie realized that somebody lurking inside the cabin had heard him giving his instructions and imitated his voice to trick the sheriff into entering. Confirmation came instantly, in a familiar voice, the voice of Eli Harrison. Now we can make terms, gentlemen, shouted the banker, his voice rasping with ferocious exultation. We've got your sheriff in a wolf trap with hot lead teeth. You can give us road belts to Mexico, or he'll be deader than hell in three minutes. Music